Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. God is good. Don't say it. Don't say it. No. <laughs> I was just saying God is good. <laughs> it's like automatic response. I mean, you could say it. You could say it, I guess. Pentecostals. <laughs> hello. I mean, I shouldn't introduce myself because I think there's no first-time visitors. But hello. I would just be official. <laughs> Macy, man. How you been? Good? Good. Good seeing you guys. Well, welcome back home. I'm technically the pastor. <laughs> My name is Abraham, and you know that. <laughs> Praise God. I, do we have even announcements? Was there a video? Or, there's no video. Pretty much, I didn't think we really have announcements today, so I'll just go take off. Um, we do have, um, uh, um, we do have glory soaking this coming Friday. So. Um, it's going to be, it's different now this year. It's not every weekend or every Friday like it was before. We're really trying to bring value to what we have. And sometimes things can become very common, and I refuse to make the things of God common, right? So we, we want to bring a value to what we do for God. We don't want to lose the value. So that means, like, I feel led in my heart for a season to... Make it just every other, um, well, the second and the fourth, because some, some months have five weekends. So the second and the fourth weekend, and the whole goal is glory soaking has been a season where we've been soaking. And God, since October, began to speak to me about pouring out. And the only way that we can create more capacity to receive more is by pouring out more. Scripture says it's better to give than to receive, for he who gives receives. And I know in most churches, they're always speaking about money. That's just the way that it is, right? We take scripture and we just kind of focus on one thing, but there's greater things in the spirit that God has prepared for us, like anointing, his presence, his joy, his peace, his love, right? And sometimes we, as believers, as Christians, can't speak of other religions out there, but as Christians, we, we've Many of us have gotten into a habit of just receiving, receiving, receiving. God, make me feel good. God, touch me. God, speak to me. And we leave it there. And God is looking for a people that pour out the very thing they're receiving. God is like a river, not like a bucket. Right? And sometimes we just leave it here. Uh, drink, 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 drink. And we keep it there. And it should be drink, 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 pour out. Drink, 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 pour out. Even in our natural bodies, we don't just drink water. We all drink, right? God made it naturally in this way. You drink, and then you pour out. You got to go to the bathroom, right? You eat, and you don't, you don't keep it all. You keep what your body needs, and what your body doesn't need, it pushes it away. It just, re it, it's not rejecting it, it's releasing it because it doesn't um, belong here, Right? Or it did, like when you drink water, it's supposed to clean your kidneys. It's supposed to clean your blood, and then it's supposed to come out, right? Or the same thing when God blesses you. When you have God encounters, they're not meant to be kept. They're meant to be shared. 
That's why the lady at the well had an encounter with Jesus. But Jesus' goal wasn't just to save her. The goal of meeting the woman at the well, the Samaritan, was because there was a whole nation of Samaritans. And immediately, she became an apostle. Immediately. There were some, like the disciples. We all admire the disciples. But let me tell you, read the scriptures or watch the chosen. I give them free promo because I think it's great. They were stubborn. They were just like you and me. And I know I'm stubborn. And I know God told me to do things, and I didn't want to do them, and I didn't want to do them, and here I am doing them. Right? And God told me, let go of certain things, let go of certain things, or do certain things, or learn. I remember 20 years ago when I was afraid to give my testimony. Oh, no, I can't give my testimony in church because if church finds out my testimony, they're going to kick me out of church. I mean, they did ran me out of that church, but then I found another church, and found another church, and another church. I was just playing hopscotch with Jesus, and now I'm here. And then God said, you know what, you've been faithful. Let me give you your own place, <laughs> you know? So the whole thing is, I was afraid, but I had a gift. There's something that Jesus had done in my life, and he wanted me to get to the point of maturing that gift and releasing that gift because it was going to touch people's lives. And the fact that you're here proves the point. Because if it didn't touch your life, you wouldn't be sitting here, right? So there's things in us that God wants us to pour out. So with glory soaking, that's the whole goal now. Like what God was teaching me years ago, it's almost like, no, we have to shift. And then when God says shift, I shift. If you don't want to shift with me, all right, it's almost like we're like this. You don't want to shift? Because if you shift with me, then you're still there, right? But if you don't want to shift, it's almost like, oh, I can't see you now. I got to go that way. So now you're going to just stay there, but I'm walking this way now. So God says left, I'm going to go to the left. God says right, I'm going to go to the right. God says stop, I'm going to stop. If you keep going, there might be a cliff right there. You might fall off. Like, I don't want to follow. Oh, and you fall right off, you know? So God is leading us because this is not meant to be contained. This is not meant to be stopped. We're going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to impact our city, to impact the world. That's the mission of the resting place. For the lost to be found, for the found to be free, and for peace to reign in our city, right? We are the city of God. My family is the city of God. This city is the city of God. And everywhere we go, we release the peace of God. We release the glory of God. We release the might of God. You know, so it's almost like we've had a season of just like being there with God, you know, growing and maturing um, in certain levels. But you, you got to be glad. You know why? Because you just passed the third grade. Now you're going to fourth grade. You already learned the lesson, right? You don't go from kindergarten to first grade to learn the very things you learned in kindergarten. You're not going to go to college to learn the very things you already learned in high school. You're constantly going from glory to glory to glory, right? And God's calling us to mature. My work as a pastor, I am a pastor, I am a fivefold evangelist, and it's to, if my work is, what is it, for the work of the ministry, right, for the maturing of the saints for the work of ministry. I'm not just being your pastor because I just want to be a pastor. No, 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 no. There's a maturity and there's a work one day you're going to do for God. I promise you. You've been chosen. There's a calling upon your life. So God is calling you to maturing also. And then one day you're going to be like, oh, I was called to lead, to evangelize, to teach for the maturing of the next saints for their work of ministry. And we're just like, okay, you go 
that away. So now God is like, yeah, we're still going to have glory soaking, but we're, we're, it's not just flow, flow, flow. The intentional, for those that were here, like Alien was here when we first started. Angie was here when we first started glory soaking. We had a basket, right? And I'll give little paper, people papers because the work, the purpose of glory soaking was to teach people there to not be afraid of it. And come up, pray in public. Come, share a word in public. Come, read scripture in public. Because in many churches, it tends to be that the pastor does the whole work and the flock stays sitting. And it's okay, I'll just go to church, I hear him, then I go. And I'm like, no, 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 that, not that type of teacher. That's not my goal as a pastor. I look in this room, I see evangelists, I see prophets, I see teachers, I see apostles, I see business owners. That's what I see. So a good teacher is raising students for the next generation. Right or wrong? Your teacher is not just teaching you math to teach you math. I mean, some teachers are teaching just to get a paycheck. I'm not teaching to get a paycheck. I was making more money in my career, okay? It's just the way that it is. I laid down being a certified medical interpreter to do the call of God, not for money, for people. It's for people. As much as people say, oh, I don't care what people say, we do care. But I think some people misread my post because I'm not saying that we're lying. Like when people say, I don't care what people say, we're trying to convince ourselves, right? We're trying to convince ourselves that we don't care what people say. But we all care what people say. You might not care what a stranger says about you. But if your mom goes, I'm upset at you. You're going to be like, what's wrong? What did I do? If I come to you, be like, we need to talk. Trust me. I know people. It happens, right? So we care. I think we, I got to a place these last two weeks that I'm like, you know what? I do care what people say. Why am I acting like I don't care when in reality, then I'm in my room crying. Oh my God, they don't like me no more. Oh my God, they think I'm this when I'm this, when I'm trying to do this and think I'm doing that. You know what? Let me be honest. God's like, be honest. You do care. And God, nowhere in the scripture it says don't care. We're supposed to care. We are. Now, we don't bend to people's will. And sometimes we got to learn to trust God. And it's going to be challenging because God might tell you, pack your bags, you're going to Africa. Your parents are going to cry. They're going to be like, you crazy. What do you mean you heard God? When God called me to Florida, I was 19 years old, going on 20. I'm leaving to Florida. They're like, what? He's lying. What, what is? They didn't believe me till the day before when I sold my bedroom and my room was empty and my bags were packed. They're like, where are you going? You're, you're really, you're serious about this? I'm like, yeah, I leave tomorrow. And then they were crying. No, no, but you, you got to stay with us. You get it? And sometimes in the natural, it won't make sense. But it'll hurt. They'll cry. And then you'll be like, ah, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Maybe I'm here. My, maybe God says, Abraham, pack your bags because I need you to be a pastor somewhere else now. And I'm going to be, you're, you're hearing God, but you're torn. And some people might get upset. Now that we're doing so good. I left churches before because God called me. They're like, now that the youth ministry is on fire. I was, rough. I was his leader 20-something years ago. But if I would have stayed there, I probably wouldn't be here right now. But God knew what he had to take me. And the youth were upset. Oh, my God. Some of them kicked and screamed because they couldn't understand. So they cared what I did, and I cared how they felt. And then I was torn. So he's taking ownership of the fact that you do care. Stop lying. 
I want to get to a place. And I'm in a place that it's, I'm not going to stop doing what God called me to do because I care. I care for people's emotions. I care what they think. I care. I care for their heart. But I'm not going to change what God called me to do. And then all of a sudden, you start maturing. And you're like, no, God is good. That's right. Some people might be like, oh, the chairs are different. Oh, my God, glory soaking, what? It's not only going to be every, every week. Now it's going to be every other week. Oh, my God, my life is over. You see, I wasn't raising you up to depend on glory soaking. Glory, what, glory soaking is not about you depending on it to nurture yourself. I don't even want you to be dependent on me to hear word on a Sunday and then you don't do nothing. My goal to preach to you, to teach to you, is to reveal to you who Jesus is. So then you can go in your journey with Jesus and find out who Jesus is. And, and, and he's going to, I promise you, he's going to take you somewhere. He's going to lead you somewhere. My goal is not that you follow everything I say or that you just stay here listening for the rest of your life. Mm -mm. My goal is that the word I'm speaking to you will start a fire in your heart. Will make you believe in you and in the calling that God has for you. And that it will lead you somewhere. And maybe I won't see you again until heaven. But when I see you walking through the gates of heaven, you're like, I believed you. Look, I got them. Look at the multitude. Because then behind you, as you go through the gate of heaven, there's an army coming behind you singing the name of Jesus because you led them to Jesus. And what you think is going to happen in the spirit if you're leading people to Jesus on earth? I promise you, one day you're going to get to heaven. I know one day I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to be like, Heather, Jesus. I promise. I've seen it. I've drawn it. And it's going to be my greatest delight. I promise you. I pro that's why I do it. Because I already saw him. And my heart is to be like, <laughs> next. I tell you, I, I always say, Lord, can I hide behind the curtain when they meet you? I just want to be like, looking behind the curtain. I promise. People might think I'm doing it to be famous or to get money or because I need to express myself and my authority. None of it. I met Jesus. I met Jesus and I'm telling you, there's going to be a banquet one day. And we get to introduce the people that we led. We get to officially introduce. We're like the, we're like the, the you know, the father that gives the bride away. We're just going to give you away to the, to the Lord. I promise. And then the Lord is going to take you and he's going to give you away to the father. That's what it is. And we just stand in line and we just keep passing the people over to the king. That's why Jesus says, though, father, the ones that you gave me, I give back to you. And the same thing, the people that God gives us, we get to give God, give them back to God. Our kids, our family members, and our church members. We just lead them to the Lord like, your turn, Jeremy. <laughs> and you like, you get so blessed when somebody gets touched by the king. You just, you're just like, because you know what they're experiencing. You're just like, yeah. It's like when you ride a really good ride, right? You ride a really good roller coaster, and then you're like, yo, you got to get on this coaster. <laughs> and then you're just, you don't get on with them, but you're like waiting for them to get out of the ride. And they're like, oh, my God, it was amazing. And you're like, I told you. That's going to be the same way with the Lord. We're just excited to bring these champions. Champions. You started as cheap, but you don't end up as cheap. You end up as champions before the Lord. And that's what gets me excited. And that's the point of glory soaking. That's the point of this church. 
You want to know what's my spiritual goal? There it goes, right there. So I want to raise people up. I want to encourage people in glory soaking. It's not just going to be like, woohoo, we floated by. Fine if some people want to do that. But that is not my goal. That's not my intentions. I'm raising up intercessors, people that love the presence of God. But don't just stay in the presence. Go get others and bring them into the presence. Thank you. See the clapping up there. It's just the way that it is. It's just we're raising up ministers. Some people are not going to be ready to mature. And that's fine. I'll still pastor them. But I'm looking for the ones that are like going to mature. They're going to grow. They're going to say, you know what? I, I have a dream. I'm, gonna, I'm ready to step into that dream. I've been afraid my whole life, but let's go. So just give me all this for glory soaking. That's a message in itself. But um, so even when you see the flyers online, it's going to say 7 to 9. People are like, what? We float till midnight before. But how many people have matured from that? Are they maturing from that? Or are we just playing games, having fun with Jesus and leaving? I'm looking to mature the saints. And it doesn't going to mean he's going to stop the spirit. I'm not stopping the spirit. If, if we're in here and the glory moves till midnight, it moves till midnight. But I'll tell you as a church, if we are having glory soaking at 7 and you're showing up at 8.30 and then you want me to start the party at 8.30 when the party already started and now we got to catch you up to speed, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's no honor. We want glory. Where's honor? We have core values in this church. Honor everyone. That means the pastor, I don't just get to honor you. You get to honor me right back. Because if I honor you and you dishonor me, we have a problem. We do. I know. It's like, what? Yeah, it's not just one way. There's only one way. His name is Jesus. That's the only one way. I can't be responsible. You be irresponsible. That's not fair. We put time into this. I know people have emergencies, and I'm not talking about those. There's a, your car might break down, you might run late. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the habitual, right? So we go, okay, seven to nine. It doesn't mean we're controlling the spirit, never. I'm controlled by the spirit the whole time, right? Okay, seven to nine. So if God says, hey, we got enough glory from seven to nine, let's go to Ybor City now and preach. I will shut this down, and we're still going to carry the glory to Ybor. We're going to carry the glory to the homeless. It's not going to just be receive, receive, receive. It's going to be receive, pour out. Receive, pour out. Receive, pour out. And then you're going to see a maturity in your life. You're not even going to be able to understand. It might look like, okay, glory soaking. We soak for two hours. Open mic. Intercessors, get on the mic. Let's pray. Let's go. It's the same thing. It's just, come on. It's not going to just be, oh, we're waiting for Abraham and Heather to flow. No, Abraham and Heather are waiting for you to flow. Come on, you could do it. You could do it. Come on. Even if it's just, Jesus bless them. Amen. We're going to bless you and we're going to encourage you because that's your level. And that's perfectly fine. Somebody might be going to hear, and call down the angels and the warriors and open the gates. And hey, but not everybody's in that level, right? So we got to start in the little. So we're going to have the kindergartners and we're going to have the college graduates. And somehow we got to put it all together 
and not just encourage these that are ultimate level and the ones that are like fresh new feel like, oh, I'm never going to be able to get up there and say a word. Come over here and say word. <laughs> you know, like I, that my goal is to make everybody feel like they're part of this family. And if I come around with a basket, I'll pick a name, you're going to pray. And you might just go, Lord, bless the homeless, amen. Lord, feed them, amen. Yay, you finally released the word on the mic. Amen? So you might, don't get fooled by what you see online, like 79. <gasps> it's over. No more flow. Like I'm going to live outside the flow. Like, please, know my heart. I've been leading this for three years already. I'm about Jesus. But I'm also about maturing the saints to the work of ministry. Right? And it's going to take this, okay, guys, give me the bottle. It's time for steak. Let's go eat some steak. It's more juicier. It's just a maturing. God told me three years in, your church is no longer a newborn. Your church is three years old now. We got, we got little toddlers now, not newborns, right? Let's go. Newborn, new toddlers are learning. Yes, no, good, bad. They're learning how to be potty trained, hopefully. Right? They might be making a lot of messes. And it's okay if we make messes. We're not claiming it's perfect. We're not claiming it's going to be right. What we're claiming is we're just going to do it. And it's going to be hard because I'm only a three-year-old pastor. So it doesn't mean I'm learning. But I have great leaders that lead me. I have great leaders that I lead here, but outside of here, I got leaders that lead me, that listen to my sermons, that listen to my teachings, and they're like, doing a good job, go. Don't be afraid, because then I go to them, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, no, you got this. So the same thing I'm doing for you, I'm simply replicating with what's being done with me. I hope you know that. So I want to encourage you the way that Caleb encourages me and the core leaders encourage me, I want to encourage you guys. I want to love you the same way they're loving me. And I've gone through issues, and they're like, you could do this. You could face those demons. You could break those chains. You could knock down those walls. You could walk in total freedom. So now it's my turn to go, you could do this. You could knock down those gates. You could walk in total freedom. You could, you could be healed. You could be the next pastor of this church. You could be the next resting place pastor, because we got to open more, more churches up. You could be the next youth leader. You could be the next evangelist. You could be the next prophet. Amen? So if you see those changes, don't get scared. We're taking all this energy and we're focusing it to mature. I don't know how many of you like comic books, but, you know, like the X-Men, they first get to the school and they got these crazy powers and they're just destroying everything and bringing chaos because they don't know how to use their powers for good. But then they learn how to like pew, pew, use their fo focus their energy that way or that way. And then they're really good at what they do. So that's what we're doing. Everybody in this room has a gift. And now it's time that, I know for three years I've been speaking about your identity and telling you how good you are at stuff. But now it's time to walk you through it. I already told you for three years. Now the toddlers walk. Let's start walking baby steps. But we're going to start taking them. And then in a few years, you're going to be like, wow. They're going to be like, oh, my God, we got to bring this lady, Avril. She's like this crazy intercessing prophet. And right. But how can we get there if we don't start taking the baby steps? Oh, my God, there's this guy. He plays the drums and he's a powerful prophet, Ralphie. And they're calling him in. He's over there knocked down glory now. 
But one day I saw him already in his future. <laughs> He's in glory. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. <laughs> but he already knows. I told him I saw him in his future. So if I see your future, if I see your destiny, I can't just be here like, okay, it's just going to happen. No. God is showing the prophets who you are eternally so we can walk with you on earth, bringing who you are in heaven, bring it to earth. Teach you, instruct you. Jesus came from heaven, but he was a baby. Mary must have been a really good mother. So who taught Jesus the word? I mean, maybe he was born knowing all the word. I don't know. But somebody had to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Somebody had to, like, teach them scripture. Somebody had to teach them stuff. Maybe he was a little kid blasting kids with miracles left and right. It's like, not your time yet, Jesus. You know, who knows how he was. I don't know why they don't have the stories about that part. I can't wait for heaven. I was like, I need to see toddler Jesus. You know, like, I need to see 10-year-old Jesus. I want to. I'm curious when Jesus was a teenager. Jesus Christ. Like, if he was tempted with everything, why they don't talk about it? I need to know about this. You know, it's like hidden mysteries. But he was instructed. He had a dad. Joseph had to teach him how to build. He was a carpenter or a mason worker, whatever he did, you know, because now there's debates. He wasn't a carpenter. He was a mason worker. I was like, I don't know. He built stuff. I know that much. You know, whether it was rock or wood, it don't matter. He was building, you know. Stop debating, you know. But anyways, um, what matters is that somebody instructed Jesus. Joseph and Mary, and he went to school, and he had teachers, and maybe they didn't even believe in him. Jesus is a fool. You know, that's why I love the chosen, because they're trying to play catch with him, and he's not that good at catching. I'm like, Jesus, I really with you. They picked me last two. You know, <laughs> like, even those little details, right, of his life, like, what did he really go through as a human to, to be and understand us, right? So he knows. He was mocked. Imagine I got up here and was like, I am the Messiah. Y'all all, I, pr I hope you all run through the door, first of all. Because whoever stays here is like, yes, Abraham's the Messiah, I'm going to go. Look, it was a test, and you failed. <laughs> you know, like. But you know what I'm saying? But with Jesus, he had to stand in from the congregation and say who he was. You know how, if you haven't seen The Chosen, episode three, go see it. Season three, episode three. See that episode. Because it, it gave me anxiety. I was watching it, and I'm like, I have this thing with public humiliation. Like, it's crazy. And he just stood there like, I'm about to tell all my friends and family who I really am, and they're about to flip on me. He knew. You know he knew, right? Even though in the movie, he's like, help me, Jesus. I mean, help me, Father. You know? <laughs> and then it was like, boom, throw him off a cliff. He's a false prophet, you know. It's like, oh, God. You really went through more than just the cross. It was just more than the cross. Sometimes we just think the cross and the beating. But what about the public? You ever been publicly humiliated by someone? And they shatter your heart in public? He went through that. We've never been stripped naked in public. And he got stripped. People were so angry for who he was. They bare him naked his beard, slapped them, punched them, the very people he grew up with, the very people that loved him, admire him. But the moment he had to stand up in his role, 
And that, that episode did something to my heart. Because I feel like Jesus understands me more than I knew. It was for my shame. It was for my, hum it wasn't just for my sin. It was for my disease. It was for my shame, my humiliation, my brokenness, my suicide. All of it. He did it all. He went through every step of it all. And he could have called it quits and he didn't. That's how amazing he is. So, yes, we are like focusing this energy, this glory. We want to have a goal. We want, we want to experience Jesus, but not just to have an experience. We want to have an experience with Jesus so then we can magnify Jesus before the nations of the world. Nations is not Africa or, or Asia. No. Nation in, 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 in Aramaic and in Hebrew, it means groups of people. That wherever we stand, we speak of his name. That wherever we go, we exalt him because he's good, because he's kind, because he's faithful. Because he loved us, because we experience his fire, because we experience his love. This singing here, learning here, is only the preparation to get you to a place to sing in the streets. To walk in a bar and be like, can I get the keyboard? And I know what I'm talking about because before I was a pastor, I went to the salsa studio and I was like, can I get the mic? They're like, sure. And I would be like, I just want to pray. I did it in clubs. I did it in bars. And God was like, ask for the mic. Tell the DJ to give you the mic. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to die, right? You're nervous. And then I just, I just, you could just, you want to get the mic real quick anywhere. Be like, I just want to say a prayer for the troops. I just want to say a quick prayer for the troops. But before I pray, let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> I did it. I did it. And it was a preparation. Talk to that person. Talk to this person. So we are facilitating a space to, this is a school. We're developing your abilities I want to create a safe space to educate you in prophecy. That means correction comes with it because you might prophesy something bogus. And I'll be like, yeah, I know you saw that, but you got to ask for an interpretation on how to say that. Maybe God show you that this person is some wicked sin. You don't just grab the mic. Yeah! No, no, no. It's for the edifying of the body. It's to encourage. So we, we learn these things at church, which is school. So then when we go to the streets, you look at a sinner. You're not going to go in the street and be like, you sinner, you're going to burn. Like what? You're going to get hit? <laughs> but you could come with the love of God. Let me tell you how I see you. I've seen the worst of sinners, and I was like, God show, God, show me who they are in the kingdom. And then I just went up to them. I'm telling you. I prophesy. I, let me tell you, I've seen drag queens speak in tongues, dude. I thought it was crazy when God told me to prophesy to a drag queen. I was like, <gasps> Oh my, I must be wrong. I must be wrong. God's like, go right now. Man, uh, pop, that, you know that that drag queen who had been raised and born in the church had been rejected. And when I released the word of God, started speaking in tongues and the power, my praise breaking and everything. I was like, nobody will ever believe me. Wally was there with me. She believes me because <laughs> it happened. But that was it. We don't know. You might look at a sinner. You don't know that's a pastor's child. You don't know that that person right there has a praying mama and that you are the answer. You are that mother's answer. That homeless person might be the kid of a teacher. And they went through some trauma and they can't get over it. And God's calling you to be like Jesus.
Like when Jesus saw the lame man. You know, oh, how many people walk by him and Jesus is like, hey, get up. Get up. The Samaritan woman, you know how many uh, Jews saw her? Stay away from her because she's a sinner. Samaritans are sinners. Samaritans. And then Jesus is like, hey, can I get some water? What? Why are you talking to me? Oh, because you have destiny. What? Yeah, you're going to preach to a whole nation and get them saved. A little while later, she did it. Jesus saw the demon-possessed man. Everybody, oh, he's possessed. Jesus, like, get out of him. Come on, next. Oh, Jesus, I want to be your disciple. He's like, no, you're ready to tell your nation. That's Jesus. So there's people waiting for you. And we want to use this place to stir your heart, to believe in your calling, to really believe. I know you believe in Jesus. It's time you believe in yourself. And it's time you believe what Jesus says about you. Get stirred. And take it. Oh, you could do so much. Anyways, let's go to the offering because I'm not even preaching yet. <laughs> hey, it's early. <laughs> That's why they ended up worshiping a little bit earlier so I could talk more. <laughs> There's three ways to give. And those are them right there. <laughs> you can give through our website. You could text 84321. Because you guys just know. <laughs> and an envelope. Now, I would say this, bless this house so we can keep this house, right? This, this is the goal. The goal is not, oh, the pastor wants to be rich. Am I rich? I wouldn't even be here if I was rich. <laughs> like, you know, I'll be like, I want money one day. I want to have a business so I could go to the world and tell people about Jesus. And I just know finances are coming in and I'm just travel the world. Anybody want to come with me? Let's go. Take TRP to the nations for real. That would be awesome, right? Shock the world. <laughs> That'd be great. Imagine. I believe it. Anybody believe it with me? That God will bring provision. So we all take a missionary trip together. We just go as a whole army to like Honduras, see the power of God. And then we just keep going. Like just get on a bus and like go right through South America, preaching the gospel. Right? So imagine if everybody here learns how to release their gifting. We just like, let's go. We're ready. We'll be like the Partridge family. And <laughs> we just get in a band. Let's go. <laughs> You know, it'll be great. That's my goal. So when you give here, you, you're blessing your brothers and sisters. That's what you're doing. You're giving us a place to worship, a place to educate our brothers and sisters. You're giving us a place to grow. We have amazing people in this church, people that never had a chance or an opportunity somewhere else. Then you feel like they fit in. So you know how to give, or you could give my envelope over there to Mr. Googly Eyes. He's watching you. <laughs> I love Mr. Googly Eyes. There's going to be a googly eyes in my mansion. Watch. <laughs> He's going to be like the doorman at my gate, at my gate in heaven. <laughs> Abraham, you got visitors. Come on in. Tell them to come in. Anyways, let's pray. Let's pray for the offering. I'm like partial drunk right now, by the way. <laughs> in the spirit. <laughs> That's always. <laughs> Start talking about Jesus. I just get buzzed. I'm just like, yeah, Jesus is so good. As you can see, I can't even preach for a day of my life. <laughs> All I do is talk. I don't preach. I just talk about the king. Because the king is that wonderful. The king is that magnificent. The king is that glorious. And you'll see. You'll see one day. You're going to see. And then it's not even going to be in heaven. It's going to be here on earth. Watch. You're going to have some glory blast you so hard. You're going to be like, can I testify real quick? Three hours later. I'm like, bro, Eric, three hours later. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> 
I'm waiting for people to talk a lot. <laughs> like, get on there. Just talk about Jesus. It, it starts and you just can't finish. So, Father God, we just say thank you. Thank you for those that can give. I pray, Lord, that you would just multiply their finances, that you would manifest their dreams and desires. You said, Lord, that you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, your word says that you're the ones that gives us the desires of our heart. So there's desires that you've placed in our hearts that you wanted us to desire so then you can manifest those desires. So we say thank you, Father, and we pray for the people that can't give. I pray for multiplication. I pray, the Lord, that they will experience your faithfulness that they will experience your goodness. I pray for open doors, Father. I pray for that job they've been waiting for. I pray, Father God, for the, the finances to come in. I, I pray for the miracles of provision to come into their life so they could just come and shout your name and give you glory. And I know they will testify of your faithfulness. They will tell the world of how you've multiplied their little seeds, Father God. I'm telling you this. For anybody here that feels like you don't have money, if you even have a penny, if you have a penny, I'm just going to say, give it. This is not about how much you give, but I really saw the vision of somebody giving a penny. Don't feel ashamed. If you have only a penny to give, please don't hold it back because God sees your heart. God just gave me that vision right now. Give it with all you have. Remove the shame and give the little bit that you have because God sees your little bit. And that little bit is about to multiply. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.